chaos is everywhere. It's Jonathan Gilchrist. I'm here to tell you about another podcast in the Chaos Family Podcast. This time we're doing Chaos and Inside. Chaos and Inside is a every other week discussion of current wrestling events. We cover mostly AEW and ROH, at least those are our deep dives. But if there's big news in the world of wrestling, whether it be WWE, AAA, New Japan, or Impact, we will cover it and we'll give you our opinion. We also do prediction shows for major pay-per-view events. So come and join us, and uh, we'll tell you all about the wonderful weird world of wrestling. See you soon, everybody. Yo! What is, is up? How's it going? Yeah, it's going. How you doing? I'm doing good. Just watched the first uh, new episode of Rick and Morty. That's why I wanted to do 11.30 instead of 11, because I was like, well, I have to watch this live, so. Word, word, word. Yeah, other than that, just ready to watch some Star Trek. Um, you got pulled up uh, season three, episode five. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos Style Frontier. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there, he will not be a snickerpuss. That is Miss Barry Vice. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. That one is actually a rare, and I think maybe the only time it's not Bart that writes it on the chalkboard, that's Lisa. It's a joke inside the episode itself, but I thought that was funny. So, yeah. Anyway, today we're watching False Prophets, um, which is, again, Season 3, Episode 5. I'm at zero. Are you ready to go? Yep. All right, you're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Let's see what all this is. Captain's log my ass. So, I don't know how people calculate the star dates, but I guess this is before the episode we just watched, like everything after Basics 2, basically, mm-hmm. is when this episode's supposed to have happened, based on star dates. I, huh. I feel like they're just random numbers, but there has to be some sort of calculation to it, because people... Like consistently put it in the trivia. This star date means know. it happened at this time. Yeah, exit. They're looking for a wormhole. Good for them. Hear me out. We can just fly to the Gamma Quadrant. That's like 70,000 light years past the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, yeah but we could do it, right? Okay, you know the drill. When we find a Bronze Age level species, we bomb the shit out of them. Say what? A replicator? Oh my god. So this is the other one. The other other white meat. <laughs> you know what they say? Uh-huh. I think. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. I think this is Star Trek. Yeah. Almost sounded like you were saying WAP. I was like, who has the wet ass pussy? WAP. I'm current with the youths. You may think you're all hip and now. I'm going to break your hip right now. I mean, that's that's fair. That's about where I had emotionally most of the time. <laughs> uh, this episode came out October second, nineteen ninety six. So again, we're off. I don't know like what happened, but uh, the last Deep Space Nine episode was a almost 
three weeks after this episode. That's crazy. Not really a big deal. There's only, like I said, there's only one episode in all of Voyager that its plot directly has to do with something that happens on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But I think we'll cover the Deep Space Nine stuff before we ever get to that episode. So we should be good. It's just weird that it keeps happening. <gasps> oh, oh my god. Yeah, let's not get penisy here. Let's just uh, take this one step at a time. Got him. No, I don't want to confirm. Let's just fly in there and see what the fuck happens. Don't get your hopes up, guys. It's only season three. That's, that's fair. That is very fair. <laughs> I, I forget the number, but I think this is like the fifth time in the series so far that they found some direct connection to the Alpha Quadrant um, in the Delta Quadrant. Mm-hmm. So... Just they, there's like a running tally on the site that I use for trivia. Also, I've been propositioned by five men today. <laughs> oh my god, PCO is in Star Trek? I did not know that. Who is this? This was right after. I don't know. That looks... I don't know. That person does look familiar, though. Yeah, he looks like um, an actor that I know he's not. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same thought. And then I saw the eye patch, so I made the PCO joke. Right. I wonder if he has Bret Hart's jacket. He's a pirate, you know. Mm. I mean, the first verse is always free. That's my go-to motto. I've always said that about shoes. Man, these people seem pushy for the Bronze Age. Right? I mean, to be fair, we don't know how pushy people were in the Bronze Age. Yeah, that's fair. I'm assuming like, they're probably just as pushy. Yeah. A little less free time because you had to basically do everything every day to survive. Yeah. So You got more holidays, though, so that's nice. Somebody actually like did the math. And uh, found that, like, if you took all like the church holidays in the, in medieval Europe, mm-hmm. that basically peasants of the time got more days off than the modern American worker. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to factor in the fact that that also included making everything, all their own clothes, all their own food. But yes, yeah. technically, they got more holidays than we do. Oh, cool. Somebody's selling ears. Stop looking at my shoes, okay? And where are we going to get another shitty pair of shoes? Mm -hmm. 
We're pregnant. Wait, what? You mean like the most basic problem solving thing in all of Star Trek? I'm just saying, it's not like the most original thought to bring the wormhole to the ship. Everybody kind of has that thought after you can't get to the thing. Yeah. Okay, we'll definitely figure it out in a way that means that we have to work really hard and uh, we'll probably have a deadline that we can't meet. Loud clang. What's up, baby? Uh, just for some reason, thinking of Lex Luger, WrestleMania wow. 9. In the 90s, they got away with underboob like that? Yeah, you'd be, be surprised we could get away with on network TV. Oh, like, seriously, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, UPN, so they, they uh, pushed bonus. I was going to say, it's like, even like, especially like the girl in the purple, like, holy crap. Honestly, like, if you remember back to around the beginning of SmackDown, it was on the same network, and they did all sorts of shit because it was just outside the Attitude Era. So. Mother effing Ferengi. Uh so yeah, that's you should everyone if you've been watching this long enough should know anytime the word profits is in the uh, title, yeah. it's the Frank. I guess this is actually a recycle um story that Gene Roddenberry pitched for like the second season of Next Generation where Frankie would like establish themselves as gods on a planet. And they just sort of recycled it with these characters that actually do exist in Next Generation. I think I mentioned it the last time we did this, but the just as a brief recap, which I'm sure they'll talk about a little bit, but there was a whole bidding war for the wormhole on the other end. And these two Frangi just like tried to cheat everybody and ran into the wormhole and were lost in the Delta Quadrant, which was actually the first time in all of Star Trek they mentioned the Delta Quadrant, and Picard even tells them how long it would take, about 80 years, to get them from the Delta Quadrant. So it like, sets up a lot of that for Voyager. <laughs> Got him. Man, your sandal shop sucks. So you suck. That is like, uh, you're right about the underboob on the girl in the purple. That's right? like Molina from Mortal Kombat. That's what level. I was thinking too, man. Man, so great. The child labor is legal now in the certain parts of the country. So we can live more like the Ferengi do. The um, just an interesting side note about casting. The mm -hmm. one guy who I don't know which one's which, but one of the Ferengis is actually the same guy that was in the episode. His uh, partner. Well, had no lines in the original episode it was just a stand-in so they recast it with an actor that would have actual lines I would have felt bad if I was the stand-in I was like wait but I can say words too like why can't I come back I'm surprised the Frankie replicator works without having to pay it first yeah Got him. Oh, he's got the rules of acquisition. Make work. 
Now come, ladies, and I do mean come. Okay, so what we're going to do is bomb the shit out of the building uh-huh. that the Frangies are in. talked to this one guy who said he had five sheep once. Sorry, they're just giving us a lot of exposition about the wormhole. (laughs) I told you we're going to murder them by blowing up the building. Put on your listening ears, Chicote. There's so many situations like this in Star Trek where if they just like worried about one situation at a time instead of trying to do multiple things, mm-hmm. they'd be so much more successful. Yeah. Because like if they had just waited to not do the wormhole right now until they've dealt with the Frangie, they'd be fine. You would think, but that's not how we do things here in Starfleet. <laughs> I mean, we can't let them get home. We've still got, like, at least four more years of stories to write. I feel like that's kind of a leap, Janeway. I mean, I feel like that's just, like, technically you're right, I guess. Have I ever told you just how much I hate her? (laughs) The way she, like, follows the rules intensely until it doesn't serve what she wants to actually do? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, I understand it's frustrating. Oh, I can't stand her. It would be one thing, yeah, it would be one thing if she was like Cisco, where it's like, he will do that if he needs to. But because she makes such a big deal and it's such a big part of why this series started, it is frustrating whenever she decides, oh, no, we're just going to bend the rules a little bit. When they showed up, I bet a lot of people were like, why are the sages so ugly? For the love of God. Nothing said they would look like that. (laughs) I'm just glad we got another... Rule of acquisition. Uh oh. I am Great Sage. Okay, problem solved. Gun <laughs> and gun. Oh man, I just felt fabric before.
Yeah, lesser sage, shut up. Why would you tell them this? Just throw them in the goddamn brig. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I did mention I hate her, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody does love a good quadruple uh, lobes rub. Oh, yeah. Most Frankie can only dream of that sort of treatment. I mean, lucky for them, they hit the town square. If they just hit the, like, side, nobody would have believed them. Probably just killed them because they looked weird. Um, science, I don't know. Yeah, right. Medicine. I was listening to a podcast and I learned something I did not know about medicine. Did you know that in ancient Egypt, it was believed that cavity was, cavities were caused by eating food that had tiny worms in them that yeah. would bore into your teeth? Obviously. Well, I did not know that, and then I also didn't know that that belief stuck around till like the 18th century or something. Like it was, it took them a long time to figure out sugar was the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's not that surprising. Just that it stuck around for so long. They usually come up with different stuff, like from Egypt to Greece to Rome. Okay, beam them into space. By the way, that was way too easy to convince her to that. Yeah, the best thing to do is send them back. Janeway, you suck. Oh, gosh, she's so annoying. Kill them. I mean... There was an episode of Next Generation where people thought Picard was a god, so the way he solved that problem was allowing himself to be shot by an arrow in front of everybody. So he could just go down there and shoot him or something. Okay. Spoken like a true Starfleet captain? Question mark. Exactly. Oh God, you're back. I mean, oh good, you're back. I mean, he would have already done it if he hadn't stopped him mm -hmm. to say, make it quick. 
It would have been quicker if you hadn't stopped him. So, I don't know if you have the sound on. Um, that's Ethan Phillips that plays Neelix. I think they'll probably show you at some point, but it's interesting because this isn't the first time he played a Ferengi. Mm-hmm. He did it a couple of times, I think, for Next Generation, and I think once for Enterprise. So poor. Mm-hmm. I barely have enough gold to cover my chest. Ah, uh, yes, we'll think of something. By the way, there's one of the species yeah, listening right? to him say. <laughs> like, I guess maybe he just likes the perks and having food. He doesn't think anybody will believe him if he went out and told them. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, take the lesser one. Got him. Uh huh. That's a little bit too far. <laughs> I mean, well, it's not like... That sounds like a good rule of acquisition to me. Hey, honestly, it does. It sounds pretty believable. I'm sorry, I'm actually the greatest sage. Uh-huh. This guy seems pretty good. Yeah. 
He seems like a pretty solid Ferengi. Like, how can you believe, like... Yeah. Well, obviously the people that were actually around the real Ferengi are like, wait, what? So you went through all of that research just to decide you're going to win it? Okay. Good for you guys. Right. Right, right, right. I've got it. Ah. Really, it took you like 10 minutes to come with murder? Yeah, right. Well, I guess 20 minutes because you're going back in right away, so. You guys didn't have phasers? No, we only have swords. Damn, replicated staff can't even take a sword swing. Right. Oh, Neelix. Right. A very good disguise. It's interesting to watch somebody like actually pull on the prosthetic. Or else what? You'll attack them with swords? Got him. I mean, you got rid of Neelix, but they, they still have the whole ship up there. They're not great strategies, these Frangies, but they did run into a wormhole on... Trying to claim it for themselves. Yeah. It's because he gave away all the gold, isn't it? Oh, I think they make the joke, so I won't step on it. It's true, you did hear it. (laughs) 
What? No. <laughs> Igor, wasn't your hump on the other side? What hump? I was watching that the other day, and guess what? Young Frankenstein holds up. Pretty funny movie. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah. Jesus Christ with the shoes. Well, sorry if we stopped finding really cool shoes. I mean, technically, you're right. Damn right. I am the Holy Pilgrim. I am here to take all your turkey. Yeah. No I know. Oh, it was a stupid joke. Yeah. Dude, he's not... He sucks. The Holy Neelix. Wait. How do you get a quadruple low bro if there's only three women? Huh. Yeah. The holy pilgrim. Oh, I see. What the fuck is that? Sounds made up. Oh, yeah. Well, you have a book and everything. <laughs> Lead them back. Lead them back. Lead them back. I told you we should have listened to the whole thing. Oh! This guy's a phony! Got him. Plus, we sent them with guns. What's interesting is because this is such a relatively new culture, it was just some guy, Jeff, that wrote this like a few hundred years ago, and it became a whole thing. There goes three more photons. Yep. I mean, I know you're a fake. I've heard you talk about it. But...
Got him. Got him good. Like the song says, rip open their chest and eat their hearts. Good God, that song takes a turn. Oh, boy. Wings of fire could mean many things. Wait, where'd the women go? They're not needed for this part. No. I feel like there's a like it's partly for the action, but there's a simpler solution. Like Neelix could just be like, "Wait, no, you've got the wrong type of fire. Give me a minute." He goes, turns off the field. They beam up in front of everybody. It looks all shiny. Done. Yep. But that's less, you know, suspenseful than we're gonna burn you alive. Wings of fire. Oh, man. Can't wait to eat that roast prophet. Can we just take a second and grab some gold? <laughs> I'm so happy that makes you happy. Honestly, not a bad idea. I mean, we're only like three or four minutes from the end of this episode, and uh, we've got two Frangie to deal with now. But what about my wives? Okay, so apparently you suck. And yeah, uh, apparently, yeah, told you to get business internet, but no, <laughs> you keep saying, I don't pay you anything, and this is not a job, and no one yeah. really cares. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm at 4132. Uh, I am not, I'm at 4020. 4020, okay. Yeah, there was like, there was like a solid bit where I was trying to like talk to you and i don't think you could hear me even though my thing was like still going which was weird all right no problem i just gotta get back to 4020 that's 4024 all right give me like a couple seconds i just got one past 40 mm -hmm. yeah i don't know we're just gonna start at 4020 i don't know if the recording cut off what i was saying but we'll just oh cut. that's fair a weird edit if it did. But um, all right, so I'm at 4020, and we're going to play in three, two, one, play.
Yeah, I'm not going to go back to like listen to the whole thing just for that. So if it's a weird edit, sorry guys, yeah. you didn't miss much except for my comedy genius. So, so nothing. Yes, exactly. Okay. As you make clear every week after we record the podcast. <laughs> and not even an explosion. We don't have money for an explosion. We I mean, did it. You're not, you're not wrong. They did ascend. Yeah. He was asleep the whole time, and then you had to lose the recording. Yeah, our possessions. I made it worse because I told him to stop. Oh my god, the series is over. Look, the wormhole's open and everything. It is kind of weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, I don't know. The whole situation is just odd. Yeah, well, we just met a Starfleet officer that can be knocked out by fucking Ferengi, so... I bet you the two situations are going to be um, interchanged. Okay, here's what you do since you're all about rules. Destroy the goddamn shuttle and go through the wormhole. Seriously, yeah. Starfleet might not be happy when they read the report, but they're also like, you know what? It was one of those, uh, you know, gut decisions. Dude, just get out. Oh, this bugs me so much. Damn it, Gilligan, just make the boat hole smaller. I don't know what the joke is. Like, just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, that, honestly, really, just, that really bugs the fuck out of me, honestly. Yeah, now it's another one of those Starfleet moments where if they just for one second took it a step further. So they get to go back to the Alpha Quadrant. Yep. And they're stuck. And yeah, as you're probably going to guess, they whatever they did to pull it there, they won't be able to do that again. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just so frustrating. Uh, like, I get that it's supposed to, it's all part of the show. And obviously, yeah. like, it's annoying because their whole thought process is like, oh, if we, obviously, if they are able to do what they need to do, then that show's over. So obviously they can't. But if that's the case, don't, like, make the opportunities, like, out of their hands, you know what I mean? Right, like make it so it's, they don't have a choice. Like right. a good make example, it so that they're not the reasons, and they're right. not like basically choosing. The good example of that is actually the other wormhole episode that we saw with the Romulan in the past. Like, yes, right. they could have left. But it would have been like sixty years in the past. Exactly. So, like that's different. Yeah. But this one, it like, it was literally Janeway deciding that she wanted to punish people that she, in her mind, were doing wrong, even though right. technically in their own culture, they weren't doing anything wrong. Right. Not that, and, not under federation rules, but she, like, not, made it. Exactly. <laughs> and she did all this for her own, like, basically her, her own, like, chivalry, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And right. it cost her crew again. Let's again. also blame her. 
Let's blame Ensign Ricky, who got himself knocked out by two goddamn Ferengi. No, no, no. No, no, no. I am very, very frustrated by this. Because uh, the, re- I, the reason why I'm so frustrated about this is because I've seen these, like, Star Trek captain rankings that have her at the top. Uh-huh. And she deserves to be at the bottom. Like, this is insane to me how bad she is. Yeah, I get that. And how, so, oh, you don't understand. She's so amazing. It's like, no, she's not. She's horrible. She's a horrible captain. And of course, she's the captain out of all the like the mainstream captains that becomes Admiral first, which is really funny. She's um, so horrible. So, uh, yeah, next time we come, I don't even have to ask you. We know what you felt about this episode. So next time we come back to Voyager, it'll be called uh, Remember. And uh, this is a pretty cool episode. Um, after Voyager encounters a telepathic species, Bolana starts having powerful dreams that depict the life of a woman and her lover in a time of great political societal upheaval. Um, it's, it's just a really cool idea for a species episode, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Good social commentary on that one. So uh, yeah, uh, this will be coming out Monday, uh, Wednesday will be chaos ringside. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I have caught up at the, as we're recording this with everything. I watched even rampage this week, which has become like dark. Basically it's, there's yeah. nothing there that much, but um, I'll talk about like the one or two things that happened that were worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So I hope everybody has a good week and uh, we'll see you soon. Do sir.